Welcome back. Pick up your Bible listeners. Thank you for joining us again this week. We're still in our testimonial series where I'm introducing you to a few of my friends who are amazing women of God, living their circumstances, their trials in this life, walking with God hand in hand. And I love for the opportunity to for you to get to meet them and hear their stories of how the word has encouraged them through their walk. And today I am going to introduce you to my friend, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Cynthia. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I met Jenny, I'm going to say, was it six years ago? I think 2015 or 2016. Yeah, some, somewhere in there at my yeah. dear friend's wedding, Rowan and Jocelyn. Ro- and Jenny is Rowan's cousin. And I met her and her wonderful sisters. She has two younger sisters. I met them at the wedding and we kind of instantly clicked. They're so sweet and just, (laughs) you know, joy filled. I felt about all three girls and we instantly clicked. I think we bonded a little over Texas too. Jenny's from Texas. Dallas, Texas. Yes. Yes. Texas is dear to my heart. I went to grad school there. I got married there. I had my firstborn there. So... (laughs) So that, that's another bonding factor between Jenny and I. But you're not in Texas anymore. Tell us a little bit of where you're at now, what, what you're doing, where you're at. I was, I was born and raised in Dallas. I uh, lived there all my life, even through grade school, college, even medical school. And then I moved to Houston area for my residency. And that's where I met my husband now. Or not, I didn't meet him there, but that's when I met him. And he is the one who has stolen me away to Florida now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we got married in 2019, and we've been living in Florida since. Uh, we were in South Florida for a year, and now we're settled in Orlando. So I'm surrounded by the magic of Disney now. Oh, that's a great place to live. So. It, it's pretty great. Yeah. So it's been two years. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been two years now. God was able, or God provided us um, an opportunity to buy a house here awesome. in Orlando, and all of all of my husband's family. His name is Leslie. Um, all of his family is in Orlando, really close to us. So it's been nice to be around family again, and just to have that support too. So it's been pretty pretty amazing. That's awesome. Is it Texas or Florida, Jenny? <laughs> oh man, I will always, always be a Texas girl at heart. Texan at heart. <laughs> you can't always. take the Texas out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love Texas. I love home. Dallas will always be home. But it is nice to be in, in a touristy area because I get to, people always come here. So it's nice to always be able to see people right. even when you're so far away. Right. Godwin and I lived in San Diego for a couple of years and everyone was always coming to San Diego because it's such a touristy spot. So when we were there, we never yeah. traveled anywhere because any summer break, winter break, any break you got, someone was visiting you. So I, yeah, I guess, it's the same thing but, here. Yeah. <laughs> you were in Seattle. So that wasn't for residency. What was that for? That's when I got <laughs> to know you a little bit more and we hung out. Yeah, I was just there for um, just a one month rotation, actually. And it was kind of like a low key rotation. I kind of picked it specifically so I could just hang out with my cousins and and just kind of be relaxed in my last year of med school. That's when I 
got to hang out with Jenny a little bit more and just got to know her kind of just kind and gentle and sweet spirit. That was really awesome. Jenny, tell our listeners a little bit about your journey to Christ. I was born and raised in a Christian home, typical Indian Pentecostal home. I got saved at a very early age, probably too early to really understand, but I definitely grew in my faith after that. I grew up in the church. My parents were heavily involved with youth and youth programs, and so I was always around. I was like the little baby with all these older youth kids growing up. They were who I kind of followed after and and emulated and learned from. And so, yeah, I, I got saved pretty early, got baptized when I was in middle school. But I think my faith really grew in high school and probably or definitely even more in college. I was in a group called InterVarsity in college that I really loved. I loved the fellowship that I had with people that from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different denominations. But that's where I think I really grew to have my faith as my own and to study the Word of God on my own too. We did something called inductive Bible study. That was the first time I had been introduced to that. And it was just a really great way and a great time to really study the Word for myself. It's so true that That age, that high school, college age is when you're kind of done with people just telling you what to believe and you're like, well, why, why, Mm -hmm. why do I believe that? Why do I have to believe that? And so Mm -hmm. it's really a beautiful time to study the Bible like that. So for all our younger listeners, something to look into. And also InterVarsity yeah. on your campus. I love the fellowship that I had with InterVarsity. I'm still in touch with, with a few of the girls that I was close with in college through InterVarsity. So they've always been such a support spiritually. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you can have that support during college, it's, it's amazing. You went through med school. Now you practice mm-hmm. family medicine down in Orlando. I did uh, three years of residency in in family medicine and then just started with a a group in South Florida. And thankfully, when we moved to Orlando, God opened the door for me to stay with the same group in Orlando. It's been a blessing. That's awesome. To have that job, especially with everything going on this year. That's awesome. So she's sweet, beautiful and smart. So tell us, how has married life been? You've been married two years now. Yeah. How's married life treating you? (laughs) Married life is great. And this is something that I wanted so much. You know, I think all of us uh, girls, especially, we look so forward to marriage. And I think we kind of neglect the single life or, or in my case, I feel like sometimes I wasted that time just looking forward to marriage and it's great but I loved being single too in my 20s and having that time I wish I had spent more time doing more things because definitely when you get married you get a job you're settled (laughs) things definitely change but marriage has been great my husband is amazing I think anyone who knows Leslie He's just the sweetest, nicest guy. If you looked up nice guy in the dictionary, it's him. <laughs> it's his name. Um, he's, his name defines That's um, awesome. <laughs> he's, he's just been really great. Our, our marriage, I think we kind of laugh about it now because I feel like our first year of marriage was so easy. We were best friends. We were laughing all the time. We had We were just fine. And 
We did fight. It was like for an hour and then we got over it. We have uh, a really good just marriage of just being friends, I think, too. He really is my best friend and I can share anything with him, tell him anything. And that unconditional love is it's definitely he he shows Christ to me all the time. So I, I think that is a beautiful part of marriage when we can be Christ to each other That's awesome. um, and show Christ and point each other to Christ through through what we're going through. Absolutely. And that's so beautiful, especially coming from you, because as young as your marriage is, it's been tested. It's been tested by a huge trial. Would you share a little bit of, of what happened earlier this year? Talking about marriage this year, this past year, our second year of marriages, vows were definitely tested in sickness and in health. And I know that my husband has proven those vows to me and mm. I I hope I can prove the same to him, but he has definitely been my rock through this year. So earlier, well, this was kind of dating back to 2020, I had kind of known, and this is a PSA to know your bodies and get checked soon, sooner rather than later. But I had kind of known that I had a lump in my breast for months to probably the better part of a year. I didn't do anything about it until I had wanted to think about starting a family and, you know, getting established with an OB. So I went to an OBGYN who, without me telling her, and this was God's hand on my life, without me telling her, she did a physical exam and found a lump. And so right around Christmas and New Year's is when I went through all the diagnosis part, getting scans and ultimately having a biopsy. And middle of January 2021 is when I was told I it was breast cancer. So it was definitely a huge shock. There's really no family history to speak of in someone my age. It was just something that was totally not on my radar. Mm-hmm. Something that I, even being in medicine, when you're hit with like a heavy diagnosis like that. It just kind of, it shocks you to your core. And I still remember the feeling I had. It wasn't even cancer or death or anything like that. I think the first thought I had was, can I have kids? Mm -hmm. Like that was where my mind immediately went. So your mind just goes the whole gamut of the whole spectrum of emotion and and how you process things. So yeah, I had I got that diagnosis yeah, mid-January 2021. And immediately, it, it is a more aggressive type of cancer called triple negative breast cancer. So that meant that I had to immediately start chemo and then w- would have surgery later on in the year. So I went through chemo February 2021 until June. And then a month later, I had a double mastectomy um, in July since July, we're now recording this in November, and I've just, I'm still kind of recovering from surgery. My mind and body is still recovering a lot. Mm. So I'm definitely still in the thick of things. I, I can say that I'm cancer free from July 26th. But if anyone that has been through this or knows anything about chronic illness or anything like that, you know that it's never really gone. Your mind is never really past it. It's I know it's going to be with me lifelong. So my prayer has just always been that this would bring awareness, that this, uh, and ultimately even more than awareness is just to bring glory to God. And definitely through this whole year, I can just say um, how his hand was on my life, that such an aggressive cancer hadn't spread anywhere. 
it was only in my breast and it didn't go to any lymph nodes or, or metastasize in my body was truly a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have to remind myself that all the time that I, it could have been so much worse. And just the timing of everything getting checked when I got checked, moving to Orlando to be closer to my husband's family. They were such a huge support. They are such a huge support during all of this. And so that was a huge way that God just showed his faithfulness and the timing of everything. It is and um, was a hard year, but God's hand was definitely there. Oh, yeah. A lot of us found the last year challenging, last year and a half challenging, but just having to deal with COVID. Mm-hmm. And for you, on top of all of that, newly married, getting this news. I'm so glad to hear you say that, you know, you you want this to be glorifying to God. Can you shed a little light to whether that was your first response to God? What did this do to your relationship with God? At first, I was very numb. (laughs) It was just shocking more than anything. But I remember, I still remember before we got the diagnosis, while we were waiting for the biopsy and the results and all of that, me and my husband had said, no matter what this is, we we will praise God. And so that's kind of been the overarching resolve that we've had to have. But in the back of our heads too, we always had to say, you know, even if it's a bad report, how are we going to respond? Are we going to praise God through it or to question him. And not to say that I didn't question God. I really started to question God um, when my hair started to fall out, actually. When I started to lose my hair is when it just became really real. I've always had long, curly hair. I've always loved my hair. And to see that, to see cancer take that away, that was the point where I was like, God, why me? I never really questioned um, who God was. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, I never questioned who God was. And if anything, what you you were asking me, how has my relationship changed with God? And it's more of understanding who he is, just his character. So I didn't question who he was, but I questioned, you know, why did it have to be me? Like, why did it have to be this time? Um, We wanted to start trying to have kids. And why did this have to happen now? Yeah. When you were talking about COVID, and I know like so many people just experienced a lot of isolation during COVID and feeling lonely. So on top of that, cancer was definitely very isolating. I'm like an extroverted introvert. And so it was very hard for me to be in a new city, have to like isolate even more because I was immunosuppressed and then just not be like around my immediate family. My husband's family was amazing but there's something about your own mom and dad, right? To have them close by. So that was, it was very hard and cancer was very lonely. And I struggled with that. I, st- I struggled that with that in med school and residency of, of loneliness and not completely finding that contentment in God. I think in med school and residency, it was easy to go along with people around me and to find comfort in in like the world. So that's always been something I've struggled with and to really find that contentment and find that sufficiency in God. I was actually reading my journals before this podcast and I had prayed so many times, God, you are sufficient. That was something that I prayed a lot. I don't know if I always like 
believe that with all of me that he is sufficient, but that's something that was my aim is to, no matter what you go through, no matter what circumstances you're in, that he should be it. Like he is enough. I love the song that came out earlier this year, Jaira. I listened to that. I don't even know how many times. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a beautiful song. but But that he is enough. He is sufficient. No matter what the diagnosis is, no matter if the cancer comes back, no matter what happens, if I can't have kids one day, that he is enough, he is sufficient, and that his character never changes. That was another thing that I had to always remind myself. Even if I'm not healed, it doesn't change who God is. I think that if, I want to say it was a message that I listened to from Stephen Furtick that even if I'm not healed, he is still healer. If you are going through a financial crisis, it doesn't change who he is. He's still our provider. He's still Jehovah Jireh. That was something that I have to really consciously remember and remind myself that no matter what the circumstance is that you're going through, it doesn't change who God is and it doesn't change his love for you. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've experienced God's faithfulness through my life so many times. Getting into med school, getting through residency, it was and everything through my life. It's it's always been about God's faithfulness. I had an understanding of that, but I didn't understand until now how much God has and Jesus experienced everything that we go through. All the emotion, all the hurt, all the pain of this year, he already bore it. He already felt it and he already overcame it. That was another huge thing for me to experience through his love, that he understands me. I think, like I was saying, cancer is so isolating because very few people know what it feels like. And not few people know. Cancer is horrible and affects so many people. But it's a very isolating feeling and no one can really understand. I, I appreciate so much everyone who reached out and who loved on me, who really supported me, but none of them, even including my husband, and he would say it too, that he doesn't really know how I felt and how I was taking things on, except Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. He is the one person that truly knows what you're feeling and what you're going through, and he can really only be the, the true comfort. I think for me, I struggle a lot with looking for that in other people. I'm definitely like a people pleaser. I want everyone to like me. I want I want to always say the right thing or be the right thing for people. But all of that doesn't really matter in relation to just you and your relationship with Christ. That was a huge thing for me to learn is that I really just need to find my sufficiency, my contentment in Christ and not people. Because no matter what the best intentions can always let you down, but God God never will. And so that's something I've had to learn a lot. I really appreciated you uh, sharing that because it really is in our dark valley experiences that you realize that no one is enough. No one's going to meet what you need at that moment. And at the same time, God just becomes sharper. We know of him as a healer, but that Mm -hmm. attribute of his is just magnified in that moment where we know of him Mm -hmm. as being merciful and gracious in that moment, the power of that is magnified. When we Mm -hmm. are in our darkest moments, God shines brightly even more. um, And he becomes our all in all. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say, which is so Mm -hmm. beautiful. There are in any circumstance where people are going through things, 
that are just beyond our ability to carry or face. We just mm-hmm. get to experience God's arms carrying us. I'm so glad that that's been your experience, that you've had that knowledge of it and the experience that God is with you. God is walking before you and he's by your side. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be anybody else. He's enough, just like you were yeah. saying. It's really just who God is. I don't want to paint the picture that I was this perfect person through all of this that read my Bible every day that recited those healing verses every day because I didn't there were days and that would go by that I didn't even open the Bible app there were times that I just didn't want to I just shut out everything but that just speaks more of who God is that even in our unfaithfulness he's still so gentle and so kind I still remember the first couple days of getting the diagnosis I was just like The initial shock, yes, and the numbness, but then the tears started coming. And I still remember just like wanting to feel God hold my hand. That's all I was praying. And I was begging God to hold my hand. And finally, I was just crying so much. I think my husband was still sleeping. So I called my mom. And the first thing she said was, Jenny, God's holding your hand. And just that little word was enough for me to know that God was going to hold my hand throughout the whole experience. And that even when I would falter, even when my faith wouldn't be as high or be as strong, that God was still holding my hand and that he wouldn't change. He wouldn't change his love for me. He wouldn't change who he is in regard to my circumstance. God's just amazing, even when we're not. There's this verse in the Bible that says, he preserves us till the end. That's so important as as a believer to know that for a Christian, it's not about performance. It's not about, did you pray every day? Did you read your Bible every day? Yes, these are important things that builds our relationship with God. But God knows we are weak. God knows we are empty vessels. And so he is more than willing to carry us through our seasons of when that deficiency is just at its height. God is so good. God is so faithful and amazing that He carries us when we can't walk. We can't walk by his side. Mm -hmm. We don't have the strength to hold on to his hand. Like your mom said, he's holding our hand. It was never Mm -hmm. about us holding, us calling out, us knowing him. It's really always him revealing, him holding, him preserving. And your story just reminds us of that. And I hope listeners, as you hear Jenny share this just very raw and very fresh circumstance in her life, I hope you hear her saying how good and how ever present God is in the moments of despair while you're going through it. As she mentioned, she's not past this. This is not... Oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm a survivor. It's never coming back. No, this is while she's walking in the valley. She's praising God. And what an amazing example. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I know it's not easy. I know I hear it in your voice and in your words. And I so appreciate you being willing to, to be here and share that story with us. Can you can you share some verses or some words that God has spoken into your life that's kind of strengthened you through this season? Yeah, there is a few. One for me and my husband that we read a lot was Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. 
I will take joy in the God of my salvation. So just that reminder that we might have nothing, our health might be taken from us, our jobs might be taken from us, our you know circumstance, our people around us, our community. But it's that decision to always rejoice in, in the mm-hmm. Lord, no matter what. So that was one for me personally. And I read this when I rang the bell at my last chemo, Psalm 139, pretty much all of it. Uh, in the beginning, it kind of talks about how even before anything happens to us, before a word is even on our tongue, God knows. So just having that comfort that God has foreseen all of this, anything that will or has happened to me, God already knew it before the foundations of the earth. It's a comfort to know that nothing surprises God. That especially, but verse 11 and 12 were really close to me. It says, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. So many days of this past year were very dark. It was definitely a valley experience facing your own mortality, the what ifs of the future. But even in those darkest days, all darkness has to bow down to the light. Mm-hmm. Right? Darkness cannot exist where he is because he brings the light. He is the light in our in our lives. In Genesis 50, when Joseph is talking to his brothers, saying what you meant for evil against me, God meant it for good. So just remembering that no matter what the devil can throw at you, God means everything for your good to bring people to salvation, to bring people to him. So if my story can do that, if my testimony can do that, then it'll be worth it. Amen. That's amazing, Jenny. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing those words from the Bible. Thank you so much for sharing how they're shaping your thinking even through all this. So what does the next few months look like for you? I know you're going to get to visit home in a few days. I'm looking forward to, to November, being with family for the holidays, going home. Our family has been through a lot. Our immediate family and extended family the last couple of years. So it's going to be really good to all be together. So I'm excited That's for that. That's great. Thank you so much on your busy work day and this week being a traveling week, just coming on the podcast and sharing with us. I'm sure the listeners are blessed. Listeners, you can follow Jenny on her Instagram page where she's quite open about giving God praise through this all. Um, Jenny, can you share your Instagram handle with the listeners? Yeah, it's at Jen Marie, J-E-N-M-A-R-I-E 41. And yeah, I, I do want to share more on there and and just continue to be open because like I said, this journey is not over. I do pray that I can still share and bring glory to God through all of this. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Absolutely. I can see how God is already using your story and I can just see how this is going to touch many people and show many people that they don't have to do this on their own. And God knows it all and God is with us at all times. Listeners, if you have any comments, please send it our way. Cynthia, pick up your Bible. Until next week, God bless you.